May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever been the victim of a terrible empathy fail? You're overcome with emotion, exhausted, totally stressed out by all that's going on, and you feel completely not good enough for everything that's going on, so you talk to a friend about it. And the friend responds with, oh, that's okay, things were so much worse for me last year. You end up feeling even worse. Like, you're still not good enough, but now you're also not really that important. I've been in a workshop for the last couple days called Dare to Lead, made by and based on the work of Brene Brown. She is a researcher and author of Dare to Lead and The Daring Way and other books about shame, how destructive shame is for us, and how empathy is a key antidote for shame. Now, shame is different from guilt, which says, I messed up or I did something bad. Shame says, I am messed up. I am bad. Shame is the feeling of being totally unworthy of love or belonging. Alone, scared, not good enough, not worth people's time. One of the major antidotes for shame is empathy. Empathy helps us feel connected to one another. Empathy doesn't dismiss our pain or our fears or the things we have done. Empathy looks at us as we are, warts and all, and says, I'm here with you. I'm glad you told me about your struggles, and I get it, and you're not alone, and you are totally worthy of love and belonging. Sadly, a lot of Christian theology says the opposite. We're sinners, totally unworthy, destined for torment forever. That's what we deserve, unless we believe in Jesus. Then we're still unworthy, but God loves us anyway. That's pretty abusive theology. Shame is at that theology's root. It's terrible, unworthy, you don't belong, you're no good, you should be punished, which is shame, being unworthy of love and belonging. Then, according to those theologies, Jesus comes along and says, believe in me and God won't punish you forever, because God loves you. That's what abusers do to their victims. Tear them down, make them feel worthless, and then say, I love you and I alone can make you well. Well, not worthy of love, but I alone will love you even though you're totally unworthy. That's about control, not love. That's not empathy. That's bad theology which turns God into an abuser rather than a loving God. See, the truth of our nature is that we are made beautiful and wonderful and totally worthy of love and belonging. We're not born with a stain of original sin. Bad theology. We're born, and then we are hurt over time. We fear. We act out. We hurt others out of our own hurt. God is, of course, not happy with all of the hurt and harm we do. 
But God does not see us as terrible and totally unworthy of love. God loves us and hates to see us hurting ourselves and hurting each other because God loves us. So to help us heal, God became human, showing us empathy and love. God, Jesus, knows exactly what it's like to be human. That life is hard. That being human is hard. It's beautiful. And it's messy. And it's painful. Life is a glorious train wreck and a glorious symphony all at the same time. By joining with us in living a human life and being human, God says, I'm here with you. I get it. You aren't alone, and you are totally worthy of love and belonging. So then, believing that theology, that we are worthy of love and belonging, believing that God is not just trying to control us with fear and shame, what is Jesus saying with this dismemberment mutilation lesson that we heard today. Cut off your hand if it causes you to sin. Okay, well, obviously, Jesus is not telling us to cut off our hands or he'll punish us forever. It sounds that way with that other theology. It's better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and be thrown into hell. Well, it sounds like if you mess up too much, I'm going to hurt you forever. That's not love. That's shame and control and fear and abuse. Remember that Jesus loves us and that we are worthy of God's love and belonging. So this dismemberment mutilation lesson cannot be saying, cut off your hand or I'll punish you forever. The lesson cannot be about shaming us and forcing control over us with threats and coercion. So hear the lesson instead in the light of empathy and love. And you'll see that the lesson is taking seriously the harm that we can cause, showing us just how bad that harm can be, and then encouraging us to take big steps to choose instead a way of healing and restoration. Well, golly, someone might hear and respond. Golly, cutting off my hand sounds terrible. And Jesus is saying that the harm I can cause to myself and others with my hand is even worse than that. I can harm other people in ways that are worse than removing my hand. I can, in fact, harm people in ways that become like hell on earth. I can bring hell on earth, but I really don't want to do that. I don't want to cause harm like that. I mean, I'm often hurt and angry, but gee whiz, I don't want to bring about hell on earth. Maybe I ought to seek another way. See, this cast into hell part of Jesus' lesson is not something that's unknown to us. It's not a threat of punishment Planes are flown into buildings, killing thousands. People are so angry and feeling so alone that it seems like them against the world. We choose numbing behaviors so much so that we never address the problems in our lives, but just keep growing more isolated and more resentful 
political systems wanting to win so badly and being so assured of their righteousness that they denigrate the other side as being evil, bringing about such division and strife that we can't even countenance the thought that there may be some good coming from the other side, that freedom and public health end up becoming enemies of one another. We get being cast into hell. It happens a lot. We do it to ourselves and to others all the time. And not casting ourselves and others into hell takes drastic change. Drastic giving up of something we hold dear and we can't imagine being without. Giving up the need to be right in a religious belief and for others to share in that belief. Letting go of resentments and accepting one's own faults so that it is no longer me against the world. Letting go of numbing so that we actually have to work together on life's challenges. Giving up dehumanizing anger and entrenched wrangling over ideological differences so that we don't make things even worse than our worst fears of what might happen if the other side won. And giving up these things can feel like cutting off one's own hand or foot or eye. Jesus holds up that pain next to the pain of the hells that we often make for each other and cast each other into. Jesus is showing us empathy and love. He's saying, I know this healing work is hard. And we all know how much harder life can be without doing this healing work. Even though it can feel like cutting off your own hand, doing the healing work to get rid of our worst anger and resentment and fears is so much better than living through hell on earth. Because, see, God loves us not in spite of us being unworthy of God's love. God loves us as God's children because we are totally worthy of God's love and belonging. And God teaches us hard lessons because God knows life can be even harder without them. I'm here with you, and I get it, God says. You aren't alone. And you are totally worthy of love 